0: And it's definitely not saying that I am always happy or always upbeat or always really positive, but it's definitely something that I have consciously tried to choose and consciously tried to design in my day and in my life that I do live a happy, healthy life because why not? Hello and welcome to Grow by Design, the podcast for high performers. Giving you the tools you need to dream big, achieve your goals, and create your champion's mindset. I'm your host, Jess Green, and it's time to be game changing. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode. It is great to have you here. I hope that you've had a beautiful start to the week. I know that I definitely have. I am loving Brisbane weather at the moment, definitely not wanting to brag, but I definitely feel like I live in the best place in the world. I love when it is. Extra hot and extra sunny, which is definitely not for everyone, but it is one of the reasons I moved here and why I love it so, so much. It has been a little bit interesting, I must say, learning to train in the heat. And I've just moved to a new gym, which is very hot and sweaty with not much air conditioning and just a lot of fans. So that has been a challenging one to get used to. But I also feel like I'm working really hard when I'm (laughs) when I'm really sweaty. So I'm enjoying it. I hope that wherever you are, you are loving what you're doing and having a great day. That isn't actually what this podcast is all about today, but I will be doing a prep update um, for you early next week because it's been four weeks since I competed in nationals, which is just crazy. The time has absolutely flown. So that uh, episode is coming up soon. So keep an eye out for that one. But today I'm wanting to spend a little bit of time talking about something that is really important. Um, It's something that is becoming more and more topic of conversation, which is amazing. But I think that there's a lot of ways that we can continue to make this relevant for our daily lives and our daily habits. And that is around mental health. So today's podcast is all about managing our mindset and our mental health. And I want to share with you the best things that I have done and do for my mental health each and every day, because it's something that we know is so, so important. And it's something that we know we need to prioritize or support our friends and family to help them prioritize it. But sometimes we don't actually know how to do that or what that actually looks like from a daily routines, a habit kind of stacking sort of system. So today I want to run through the best things that I've done for my mental health. So I've got five key things that I'm excited to share with you. So I do want to start off by saying that I'm not a mental health expert and I'm not qualified in any way to be giving, um, you know, Uh, doctorly medical mental health advice. Um, So if you do have serious concerns about your mental health or someone around you, make sure that you speak with a medical professional in saying that I am a human like all of us and I have good days and I have tougher days and I prefer to have more good days than tough days, obviously. Um, And so these are some of the things that I do to help reduce those tough days or what I like to try and think of it as I try not to have tough days and I try and have tough moments within a good day. So how do I tip the balance in the favor of more good things than bad things happening to me each and every day and how does that in total accumulate to a really happy and healthy ongoing mental health and happy and healthy day, week, month, you get the general idea. So there's a few things that I do in my day that help me stack the happiness and it's definitely not saying that I am always happy or always upbeat or always really positive, but it's definitely something that I have consciously tried to choose and consciously tried to design in my day and in my life that I do live a happy, healthy life because why not? You know, I would rather spend my day in a happy mindset rather than a negative or a complaining or an upset or a down one. So I need to consciously choose that each and every day. And it's not always easy, but it is something that with A few small habits uh, that I've picked up, it's dramatically changed the way that I view life. So I hope that these are helpful for you. If you have any others, definitely share them with me. So the first one that I'll jump into that has really radically changed my mental health and helped me process my thoughts and my emotions is journaling. And I will definitely go out there and say that I used to think that people just journaled for Instagram or for the look or to say that they should journal or say they do because they feel like they should but for me it has actually been really incredibly game-changing I'm a written person and I do like to write so that definitely helps it might not be for everyone but for me the process of writing down things and effectively it feels like it's getting it out of my head like writing it down on paper feels like it gets it out of my head I'm an absolute chronic overthinker so for me having to process my emotions and my thoughts and write them down on a piece of paper is really, really helpful. And I found that it's been an absolute game changer for me. So it was something that I don't have like a structure or a system or a way that I always journal. It's it's always pretty similar, um, but it's about knowing that there's no right or wrong. And sometimes I don't know what to write, but then once I start, there's actually a lot of stuff that comes up. Or other times if I'm overthinking a situation or a scenario or a problem or i'm feeling upset or i'm feeling a certain emotion i will write about that so i use journaling to kind of unpack my problems in my own head is like being my own counselor sometimes when you write things down you find your own solution or you realize that you actually are being ridiculous and you're overthinking it so for me writing it down getting it out of my head makes a really big difference So I like to use journaling for a few different things. And as I said, like one, working through my problems, working through kind of finding solutions, but I also love to use it to help bring like a positive, happy energy. So sometimes I just write down everything that I'm grateful for. Other times I write down like empowering mantras and I just kind of repeat that over and over so that it sort of feels like it sinks into my subconscious just by repeating these positive and empowering and exciting mantras And then other times I use it to help me get closer to my goals or to help me visualize what I'm wanting from my goals and to help keep me focused on track to that kind of stuff. So for me, I've found that it's been incredibly powerful and I actually do do it most mornings. And now I find if I don't, I feel a bit scattered. I also find that sometimes if I procrastinate or don't do it for a few days or for like a a week or something, I'll actually start to get a bit sort of anxious because I've got too many thoughts bouncing around in my brain so for me it's actually sticking to it and sometimes I don't feel like doing it but I kind of do anyway and it's often the days I don't feel like doing it that the most kind of stuff comes up or the most kind of biggest transformations kind of happen then so for me I almost find that it's my version of meditation and I'll be completely honest I really struggle with meditation and that actually isn't something that's on my list for today I know that it's so powerful and so important and so many people swear by it and it's something that I'm trying to work on and bring more into my daily routine and practice but I actually don't meditate that often because I don't find that it gives me the release or the calmness of mind that journaling does so again it's not saying that anything is bad or better or Um, not good for you or that you should be doing these sort of certain things but it's giving yourself the freedom to find what works for you and for me I know that when I do tap into that meditation and when I do get I guess quote-unquote good at it that I'll definitely see those benefits but for the moment I've found that I get more frustrated than anything and actually journaling helps me a whole lot more so I'm actually sticking to that so for me I've found that has been a really powerful tool. I do it mostly in the morning, um, either before or after my morning walk. Sometimes I do it after breakfast or something like that. I often find that if I don't do it first thing in the morning, I never come back to it and I like don't do it all day or sort of procrastinate. So again, it's about finding the time that works for you. And it's not like I journal for, sometimes it's a, a while, like it might be like 15 minutes. Other times it might be like 10 or five. I generally set like a bit of alarm and just kind of, write whatever comes up so for me that has been incredibly powerful so having something in your day where you can get thoughts and overthinking patterns out of your head I think is really important so the second one that has been absolutely amazing for me in terms of my mental health is having a really good morning routine and again this is something that might be more challenging for others I'm definitely a morning person so for me I find it easy and enjoyable to get up early and to to start my day. But what I do make sure that I always do is I always have a little bit of time for myself in the morning. So as much as I'm a morning person, like I wake up every day at five o'clock, I don't make plans to jump out of bed and go and meet someone like 10 past five and like chuck on my clothes and just go. I wake up, I have a bit of a routine, I drink some water, I sit quietly and then I actually do have five or ten minutes where it's just silent in the house and I just sit quietly, I wake up, I sort of think about what I'm going to be doing for the day, that's when I might do some of my journaling. I have like a little skincare routine that I do where I don't listen to podcasts, I don't listen to music, I just kind of wake up in silence. And again, I know that's not super realistic for people who maybe have got kids and they're awake really early or anything like that, but for me, having that time to myself First thing in the morning to like set my intentions for the day to just kind of wake up and be present in my mind and my body has been so game changing. And I find that if I don't, like if I race through it or I just get changed and go straight out the door, I feel quite scattered as well. So for me, I found that it's been a really grounding process to have literally five or 10 minutes in the morning, if that's all that you can manage I think that that's so, so important. Like if you have to be out of the door at 7.30 and you normally wake up at 7.20, like try a 7.10 or a 7.15 start where you actually have a bit of time just to reflect where I'm not really on my phone. I am a little bit terrible. I will definitely admit and be open that I definitely wake up and kind of scroll. But the other thing that's actually changed the game for me is that I leave my phone on charge outside in the... Um, kitchen now, so I can't wake up and scroll. So I have to wake up, I do a few things, and then I go and check my phone while I'm waiting for the kettle to boil. So for me, that's how I've built that kind of habit. Sometimes if I forget and I have to charge my phone beside my bed or something, I wake up and scroll, and it's so bad. And I definitely notice that I feel more scattered throughout the day because of it. So I just don't give myself the option, and I re- remove the temptation by putting my phone in the kitchen. So you have to just yeah, look at your day and give yourself a bit of a break, but also treat yourself kind of like a, a child. Like I know that if I leave my phone by my bed, I'll definitely scroll. So I just remove the temptation. So for me, number two, the thing, the biggest thing I've done for my mental health is making sure that I spend five or 10 minutes by myself in silence quietly in the morning to reflect, to wake up, to be present in my mind and body, and then to get moving. And then as a bonus one, definitely charging your phone out of your bedroom and I use my Apple watch as an alarm so that's how I kind of manage it because I always get asked that so definitely little bonus one for you put your phone outside because I also used to always scroll before I went to bed and like half an hour would go by so that's a little bonus one for you the next one is getting into nature or in the sunshine and again this is what I talked about at the start I love Brisbane I love the heat and I just love being hot and sweaty all the time but for me sometimes I notice if I wake up and at the moment working from home or even when I was working in the office I would wake up if I didn't go for my morning walk I'd get in the car I'd drive to work and this happens all the time for a lot of people that I know where they work in in like a building and if you live in an apartment as well sometimes you don't go outside until lunchtime like if you uh, in your house and then you go down the lift, you get into your car that's in the car park garage, you drive to work, you park at the bottom of the building and you get the lift up. You don't get outside. And so number three is all around getting into nature or getting into the sun. Just being outside and getting some fresh air at any point in the day. Like it doesn't need to be in the morning, but that definitely helps. And there's a lot of research to show that getting sunshine first thing in the morning is an amazing way to reset your vitamin D, your melatonin levels and your happiness. So I highly recommend like getting some sunshine into your eyes in the first like half an hour is is pretty amazing. Bit tricky if you live somewhere cold, but you know, some fresh air is always good as well. But sometimes if we are in that cycle of apartment to building complex in the middle of the city, you don't actually get any fresh air, you don't get any sunshine. And it's almost not until you're walking home again, sometimes you realize you haven't even been outside. So Sometimes that can be a bit of a wake up call, but getting into nature or sunshine at some point in the day, and again, doesn't need to be a really long amount of time, like 20 minutes is great, but if it's only five or 10, that's really amazing. And I often find that if you can get somewhere with like a view or somewhere that's beautiful or even just like a park or a tree or something like that, where you can appreciate the beauty around you and just be present in nature or outside. Like often when we, th- we think nature, we think, oh, I've got to go for a walk in the forest. Like no, literally get your coffee and stand outside or anything like that where you're getting some fresh air, breathe it in, breathe out the stale air-conditioned crap that's being built up in your lungs and actually just spend some time getting into nature. That makes such a difference. Uh, the next one is well, a trick that I use definitely Because I am an overthinker And I do love to stress And I do love to worry So I learned this hack Actually I think from my brother And then I also read it in like a self-help book But I would definitely give Give some credit to him But it's And I do it all the time now I actually allocate time for my emotions So definitely with stress and overthinking I am one to always come back to the same problem And then think about it and think about it And now I actually allocate time For my emotions and my stress So what that looks like is i might say be stressing about something and i'll stop myself i'll recognize that i'm doing it and i'll stop myself and say cool okay set a timer for 3 p.m. to come back and worry about this for and then i'll set a timer for like 10 minutes and it sounds ridiculous but if it's particularly if it's something that you're worrying about that you can't do anything about right here right now if i'm worrying about for example, my training or something, and I'm sitting at work or I'm worrying about work and I'm sitting at training, I actually can't do anything about it where I am right now at 10 o'clock in the morning doing something else. So me stressing about it and taking up that brain space and that energy is actually super unproductive, super unhelpful. And it leaves you in a really negative space for the rest of the day. Or if you don't put a stop to that overthinking and that worry, it just kind of drags on and then you spend your whole day worrying So for me, what I do is I identify that I'm in this state of say unhappiness and it's not to bottle it up. And I definitely don't want you to just think, oh, I just need to bottle it up and never think about it again, because it's again, it's an important thing to work through, but I just allocate time. And maybe that's then when I come back and say, actually, I'm going to just journal on that tomorrow morning and I'm not going to worry about it right now. And so it's about saying, okay, that I recognize that there's a, a problem or something that's concerning me or something that's keeping my mental space a bit busy. And I'll say, okay, right now it's not serving me, but it's not saying it's not important. I'll come back to it later. And sometimes you come back to it at three o'clock and you're like, oh, not even of stress, like didn't even need to worry about it. It's not even a big deal. Or it's like worked itself out or you've kind of, you're coming into it with uh, more of a constructive kind of thought pattern. Or it is something you actually do need to work through, but now you're kind of ready and you're going to allocate time. Okay, this is how I'm feeling. Let me solve this or let me work through this. And that's where journaling comes in or speaking with a friend or actually making an action plan instead of just dwelling in the stress. So I allocate time for my worry and stress. And I also do the same with things like complaining or anything like that. Like I've got a super low tolerance for complaining now because I just It doesn't add anything to my life and that's complaining from myself or other people. Sometimes it's really nice to have like a great vent, but I don't then let that complaining like drag on or continue. So I'll kind of allocate like 20 minutes to be really upset by something or like super frustrated, but I just don't want to continue, let that drag on through my day. So you can also do this with happiness. And again, this is all about like choosing the emotions that you want to feel it's not about bottling anything up and like never coming back to it because it's definitely not healthy and you do need to feel your emotions but sometimes you can also overfeel them for too long and it actually drains you completely so at the same time that you might allocate like 3 p.m to like okay stress about all my problems for 20 minutes and then either solve them and move on or or carry on with my day, you can actually do the same for like happiness, and you can actually set an alarm on your phone, I'm going to just smile at 11 o'clock, or like send yourself something that does make you smile, or um, a little pop-up that's like, hey, you're doing great today, or one of those little things that feels gimmicky, but it actually makes a big difference, and it's kind of getting over the fact that like, oh, I should just be happy all the time, or I can't make that work, or having those kind of stories that you tell yourself, you actually have to choose these emotions and you have to put in the time you have to put in the work and the energy to have a happy more positive life and if that means setting an alarm at three o'clock to smile and to practice your gratitudes or say something nice to someone like eventually that will become a habit and it's important to continue building that so as much as it's important to try and reduce stress and worry you can also increase happiness and gratitude and that is you know, the biggest opportunity that you've got to have a good day with maybe some tough experiences versus a bad day with only a small pocket of happiness. So the next one is be around good people. And a lot of these first ones were all about you and about taking time for yourself, being alone, making sure that you have got quiet time to process your stuff and, For me, that works because I am kind of introverted. I do love being around amazing people, but I also know that if I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I need to spend time on my own. But I also know that one of the quickest ways for me to have a smile on my face or to have a really good laugh is to be around really uplifting people. So it might not need to be in person because also we've lived in this world for so long where we're not actually with people all the time. So is there someone that you can call? Is there that friend who always makes you laugh on the phone. Is there something, a message that you can send someone who fills your cup? So being around people who are happy, who make you laugh, who support you, that even if you did go to them with problems, they are there to help you and they will get you through because we all need people like that in our life where we're not going there to complain, but maybe we do need to vent, maybe we do need to have a cry and we need people who will support us and give us a really big hug. So having really great people around to support you regardless of your emotions is super important. I also love the idea of having people who you can be comfortable in silence with. So have lots and lots of laughs, but also if you just want to sit next to each other just for company and have a cup of tea or play on your phones, that's a really underrated form of company and support as well. And then trying to limit those people who really drain you. You know, once you have a a catch up with someone or a conversation and you just walk away feeling exhausted, try and limit those interactions as much as you can. Obviously, we don't want to be really rude and cut people out of our lives, but actually limiting the amount of time and energy you give people who leave you feeling exhausted, who do complain all the time, who see the negative in things, that can actually really rub off on us and it's it's tough. And I think sometimes we underestimate how much of an impact they actually have on our life so making sure that you do prioritize spending more time with the happy and kind of the the joyful people the people who really fill your cup and limiting that exposure to people who make you feel either like you're not valuable or they complain a lot or they're just in a negative space themselves that definitely rubs off on you and it's again something that we want to consciously try and design is a life full of happy and abundant people because it really does rub off on on us so the last one is just to remember to smile and I forget this all the time and then when I do I'm like oh it's actually really nice to actually just take some time to be like okay don't stress I'm okay and just smile and actually sometimes it feels like a bit of a ray of sunshine on your face when you just smile and yeah you don't always have to force a smile and sometimes you know there is serious stuff going on and if you do have a lot happening at the moment, your mind is always busy or you're feeling like life isn't great at the moment, make sure that you try and, I guess, look at your day and say, okay, how do I make this more of a a good day with tough experiences rather than a tough day with only a few good experiences? So try and like swing the seesaw the other way. I don't know if that analogy kind of works, but you want to kind of tip the scales more into the happiness, but you actually do need to choose that And you need to try and find some little tips and tricks throughout the day to make you feel a little bit happier, a little bit healthier. And if you do have tough stuff, like find a good friend to work through that with, uh, spend some time journaling, spend some time figuring that stuff out and then replace it with really good, happy, positive, uplifting stuff. So little last bonus one is just to smile a bit more. So in summary, the best things that I've done for my mental health and, you know, I'm Not saying that I've had lots and lots of tough times. I've been incredibly blessed in my life that I haven't had lots of serious struggles with mental health, but I've definitely had down and tough days and moments and experiences. And these are just the things that I found that have really shifted the dial for me, particularly in the last couple of months. So number one is journaling. Number two is having a morning routine and protecting that. So much with having five or ten minutes just quietly by myself. The next one is getting outside in nature, so in the sunshine is great, but if you live somewhere cold, just getting some fresh air is amazing. I allocate time for my emotions, I allocate worry time, I allocate stressing time, thinking time, and I also allocate like happiness time. Uh, and if that's just an alarm on your phone to be like, Hey, remember, life is pretty great and you're happy and alive, like, smile that's you know that's a win the final one is around being around good energy people and then the two bonus ones is definitely leave your phone to charge outside your bedroom and smile a little bit more so that is a quick summary of the things the best things that i've done for my mental health as i said i'm still working on it all the time there's things like meditation there's things like exercise all those kind of things that obviously make such a big difference as well but those are the ones that for me have made a big difference obviously exercise probably could have been on my list, but these are just the ones that I feel like we could implement quite quickly into our life. And again, they're only five or 10 minutes. So I hope that you found that helpful. If you did, I would absolutely love for you to take a screenshot and put it on your Instagram and make sure that you tag me. If it's something that you think someone else would really find valuable as well, then definitely let them know uh, and share it with them. The last thing that I want to share in this podcast today is on the I guess, train of thought of journaling and just as I reflect over the last couple of months about how powerful it has been for me, I've actually created some of my own journals, which has been such a fun process. I've designed them, written them, loaded them onto my website all by myself and I'm pretty proud of that. So I do have some journals that you are able to purchase. I've also created some guided audios for my journaling and I'll do a whole podcast on journaling I think because it's something that lots of people ask me about around like how to do it. And so I've also created some journaling audio guides so that if you kinda of don't know where to start and you're just sitting in front of a blank piece of paper, you can actually just listen to that and it's about ten minutes and it just helps guide you through that. So I've got journals and audiobooks. So I'll put the link in the show notes for you to go and check those out. They're in pre order at the moment. So you can buy them online, which is super exciting but they won't be shipped until December and so the the audio files will come then as well which I'm so excited for and I've just yeah it was kind of a little passion project for me that I wanted to put together so I wanted to share that with you as well that I have created those so I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can check them out but that is all from me keep an eye out for the four week post show prep files which is coming up in a couple of days as well so if you have any questions as I said I would love to hear from you If you do want to subscribe and leave a review, that would also be amazing. And you can follow me on Instagram at growbydesign and jessgreen1 on Instagram. And I think that is everything. If you've got any other amazing tips, make sure you share them with the community and just keep looking out for yourself and the people around you and their mental health, because it's a stressful time of year and it's been a stressful couple of years. And that is me. Have a beautiful rest of your week.